The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. And you can now listen back to each episode at thelightfm.org or by texting the word podcast to 800-293-1069. And on this week's Spotlight, we're talking about what we should and should not let our kids watch on TV with Adam Holtz, the director of Plugged In. Adam oversees the editing and the publishing of all their TV, their movies, their songs they review, and even some games. Now, before we get started, tell us the process at Plugged In that you guys use to review media. Adam? Well, we review pretty much all the movies in wide release. We review uh, music, television, and video games. Each week, we publish reviews in those categories. Um, In terms of our approach... We're not so much giving a subjective or an artistic assessment as trying to come up with the best objective uh, capture of all the content you can expect to deal with. So when we go to a movie, we go with a notebook and a flashlight, and we'll write for two hours straight. I I might take 50 pages of notes during a movie because I want to catch everything so that we can give parents and families all of the information that they need to make a good decision about whether something is appropriate or acceptable to their family. And, and we try not to say go, don't go. I mean, there are exceptions with extreme stuff um, because different families have different pressure points and different concerns. And so what one family might be really concerned about, another one may say, ah, we can navigate that. We can deal with that. So we want to give you the information you need to make a wise decision. We're talking with Adam Holtz, the director of Plugged In and online at PluggedIn.com. As a parent, Adam, our responsibility is to guard our kids' hearts. But really, that, that starts in the home. We talk about Philippians 4.8, and I'm going to paraphrase it. You know, whatever is admirable, whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, think on these things. And I think that's a great baseline jumping off point for how we evaluate stuff. If something is is full of crudities, if it's full of language, if it's full of sexual innuendo, we really need to step back and say, is this something I need to watch? And and certainly, is it something my kids need to watch? Um, And I think more so than ever before, Braxton, because there's so much content out there, sometimes we're making these decisions on the fly. My kids will find something on Netflix, and Netflix will, you know, suggest five more shows that I haven't heard of. Netflix published... Netflix created 900 new TV shows and movies last year alone. So even for a review organization like mine, we can't even review everything that's on Netflix, let alone everything that's on all the other streaming platforms and broadcast networks and cable. And so as a parent, it really forces you, I think, into a stance of intentionality where you've got to sit and watch either with them or you know before your kids engage, which is even better, and say, you know, is this something that I really want my kids to engage with or not? And so I think for us, the watchword these days is intentionality and engagement and a willingness to do the work so that we have a good idea of, is this something whether my, something my kids should watch or not? So before going to the movies, you know, or, or, or letting their kids watch something on Netflix, what are the steps a parent ought to take to make sure their kids aren't seeing something that they shouldn't? Well, obviously, you can check out Plugged In if it's something more mainstream. Um, but then I think that you have to ask yourself the question, you know, what are the content issues that are here? Uh, kids are sponges. They imitate what they see. And even apart from really explicit stuff, 
asking yourself about the language, asking yourself, especially for littles, you know, what's scary? Um, we took our kids to a movie, one of the many dog movies, I forget if it was A Dog's Purpose or A Dog's Way Home, uh, in the last couple of years. And my youngest daughter, before she went to bed, she came and said, I'm scared. And we said, well, honey, what are you scared about? She said, I'm scared our house is going to burn down, just like happened to the family in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so even though we wouldn't have identified that as objectionable content, I know that my youngest daughter has a particular sensitivity to what if. You know, if she sees something in a movie, she's going to ask, can that happen to me too? And so different kids have different sensitivities. Some kids, stuff like that would never even occur to them whereas other kids are going to internalize something they've seen and say, well, if that happened in the movie, that could happen to me too. And so yeah. we have to be students of our own children enough to know, um, yeah, this is something that I know is going to bother my son or my daughter in a way that maybe it wouldn't bother an older or younger child and really make wise decisions accordingly. And let's say that does happen. Maybe you go to a movie or your kids go to a movie without telling you and they see something they shouldn't have and it affects them and you learn about it. That's where I think parents face another issue. You know, yeah. what, what happens after the fact? Right. Right. And then you're in a reactive mode where, you know, you have to bring your parental toolbox to bear in terms of helping them to deal with what they've seen. Um, and, and at that point, you are in a very reactive stance as opposed to a proactive stance. And so your opportunities are more limited. It's like, but you do have to say, well, let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about why it was scary. Let's talk about why it was disturbing. Uh, and then I think, you know, let's pray about that. Sometimes if something is, mm. is really emotionally disturbing, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. You know, another one we were watching on vacation just last summer was, I think it's called the bear. And in the first five minutes, this mama bear dies and the bear cub is orphaned. And my wife and I just watched our children curl up into balls and we just shut it off after five minutes because it was clear that the entire premise of the movie, you know, this bear dying, uh, was not good for my kids. And, and it took us a while to sort of talk them off the cliff on that one. Yeah. Um, so, Again, paying attention, noticing, and, and really seeing how media is influencing our kids um, is something that we have to do as parents. And we're talking with Adam Holtz, the director of Plugged In online at PluggedIn.com. And then the big kahuna, Adam, is the Internet. It's everywhere. And I know, I know you guys talk about that a lot as well. And the biggest thing, you mentioned it, is keeping protecting our kids' minds, especially when they're young. And because the Internet is so accessible, that's probably the hardest thing to do is the phones, tablets, computers. How do you keep your kids safe when they are online? Well, I think the, the first line of defense is obviously um, – Internet uh, filtering software like Covenant Eyes, Net Nanny. I mean, there have been a number that Focus on the Family has recommended over the years. Um, and, and that's a starting point. That gives you a level of, of safety in terms of them not accidentally stumbling into something that is really egregious. And, I mean, we've all probably done it one keystroke um, astray. Uh, we can be looking for something totally innocent and get an explicit image that pops up. Sure. But I think over and above that, we also have to be educating and talking to our children 
about what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, what Scripture says. As they get older, we've got to talk about sexuality. I mean, it's uncomfortable, but our culture is awash in sexual messaging. Um, and so there has to be a, a, a growing and maturing conversation about those things, about what our standards are, about what we believe, um, so that they are able to begin to make independent and healthy decisions themselves because um, we can't seal them off in a hermetic bubble. And even if we're really, really disciplined and we have the filters in place in our own home, you know, they go to school with friends that have smartphones and maybe their parents aren't doing any of those things. And so we've got to not only protect them proactively, but teach them the concepts and the ideas so that if and when they are exposed to something they have the ability to say, you know what, that's inappropriate. I don't want to be exposed to that. Uh, and even coaching and role-playing with them on how to respond to those situations uh, so that you know they have what they need in terms of equipping to be able to respond appropriately in those moments. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on in our culture. It's, it's crazy, almost scary to it is un- scary. understand it's- what kind of world our kids are going to be growing up in. It, it's so different than it was just, just five, ten years ago. But Yeah, no, it really has changed. And I, and I think there was a time when you might have thought, you know, we can, we can seal off all of those influences from our families. And, you know, I think if you're, if you're really working hard at it, you still may be able to do that to some extent within your home. But, you know, their peers in the world that they're living in, you can't do it anymore. And so yeah. you, we've got to be teaching critical thinking. We've got to be teaching wisdom. We've got to be teaching worldview so that they're able to think on their feet on their own, uh, you know, as they mature, especially into their teen years. Yeah. Unfortunately, Adam, that's all the time we've got. But you can't always go online, pluggedin.com. You guys have lots of blogs, lots of literature on how parents can inform their kids and inform themselves on how to train their kids and what they should and should not view in media. So you can always get online there. But though, we appreciate your time, Adam, and uh, we'll do this again soon. All right. Great talking to you, Braxton. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight, covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.